0: Hello, everyone's greetings. This is Free Will and Franklin coming to you live from the BH Brilliant Minds 12th annual Juneteenth celebration right here in West Oakland. We are right off Market Street and we're out here today speaking with people that have came out to celebrate and to also spread the word about their organization and what their organization does. And right now I'm joined by Marlene Sanchez. She's with Communities United for Restorative Youth Justice. How you doing, Marlene?
1: I'm doing good. Blessed to be here.
0: All right, well, Communities United for Restorative Youth Justice. I recognize restorative justice in there. Uh, Tell us how long you've been out here and and what it is that you do to help bring restorative justice to people.
1: Yeah, so we are based in Oakland in the Fruitvale. And we our mission is to unlock the leadership of young people to dream beyond bars. And so we work. uh, We're an organization that is formed by formerly incarcerated people working to build the power of young people to fight against mass incarceration and decriminalization of young people.
0: So when you get the young kids to participate, what is it that you guys do to organize that? Yeah, so
1: we have a leadership development internship program. We have policy training. We go up to Sacramento. We organize local actions and, and work in coalition and collaboration with a lot of organizations. I think our work really intersects around like school stuff as well because young people are criminalized in school. And so we... Um, are working to really uh, build power here in Oakland and to see a world where we don't have to put young people in cages but actually build opportunities for them and that they're an essential part of that process.
0: And for people that don't really know restorative justice, kind of explain a little bit, maybe a scenario how someone could seek restorative justice instead of just getting locked up?
1: Well, at Courage, we start based on like our, our values and beliefs that like every young person is a blessing and that every young person has an opportunity to, to change and grow and that it's about restoring that balance. And we know that a lot of the young people that we work with, that, that they've been hurt. And so um, we know that young people don't just, you know act out for no reason and that sometimes it's a cry for help um and so you know we want to be um create a safe space for young people to be able to nurture that leadership and build with each other and we know that like when we heal when young people heal we all heal when when if we heal as adults then then our families heal right and so that it's really about promoting healing and not incarceration
0: and um We have a a little fellow here with us. She's getting ready to speak on the mic soon. So she's being very patient with us. So um, do you actually have like a healing circles where you... Yeah, we have
1: healing circles for young men, for young women. There's healing circles we do that are multi the intergenerational, we use native tradition as a way to, to promote culture. Uh, we believe that culture is our healing, it's our recovery, and it's our strength. Um, and so we use that as a way to, to bring people together. Sometimes we're doing healing circles on the block, you know, and sometimes we're doing healing circles at the office, and sometimes we're doing healing circles in lockup, and we understand that not all situations are safe situations, but sometimes we can, like, create that for ourselves.
0: So, like, explain what a healing circle might entail. Uh, What would you do?
1: Um, Well, you know, they they look different depending on the circle. But um, in a sense, it's a space for us to really build with one another, that the circle isn't really about, like, there being one leader but that we're all leaders that we're all equal in the space and that healing is a lifelong process it's not something you just start and then you get to be the leader of the healing like healing is forever and we recognize that we all may be in different stages of our healing and we all have something to offer each other
0: and um, They're very
1: organic. Very organic. Great. <laughs> yeah. That
0: sounds good. And so you mentioned earlier that you might work on uh, legislation or policies. What is it that um, have you already worked on some policies? Yes. What have you uh, you feel like you have any goals that you've accomplished? Yes, some- we
1: have some bills right now that we're working on. Um, we do a lot of work around police accountability. And I just got a kiss. And. <laughs> We uh, do a lot of work around uh, making sure that young people don't get treated as adults. Um, there's a bill that we are working on to keep youth closer to home. We do a lot of work around police accountability, looking for uh, opportunities. So if, it's, if it entails resources um, for young people and opportunities.
0: so. Um Police accountability is one thing. We just got SB 1421 just came yeah, through. Yeah, we
1: worked on that last year.
0: All right, so you were a part of that. So yeah. now we could see um, a little bit behind the curtain of what's happening. Yeah. What do you think 1421 is going to be able to really do for you guys? Because i have having issues with it in my own city of yeah. Antioch trying to find out some things.
1: Yeah, so 1421 was like the right to know bill. And so for a lot of families, it allowed just access to the information that was withheld from them um it's actually it's yeah it's it's not perfect i think there are some families who are now seeing the truth and they're like oh my god now what do i do with this like they like brutally murdered my family member um and so uh working on ab um uh, 392 is going to allow us to actually get some uh, legal recourse and you know policy work is piecemeal you know it's piece by piece and there isn't one policy that's gonna do it all but we we started with like the right to know and now moving into like some actual legal recourse um and making sure that families actually have the right to to sue and get justice for their families because ultimately i feel like that that's the restorative piece as well is that like You know, we are trying to end mass incarceration, but we're also trying to make sure that we're just creating a safer world and a better world for everybody.
0: And over at your booth, you had some T-shirts, Close Youth Prisons, Build Youth Leaders. So that's what you're trying to Mm -hmm. do. And I know that, uh, I think that San Francisco just uh, announced that they're going to work on closing their juvenile detention facilities. But the uh, NAACP has kind of came out against it because they feel like, that the kids are going to get sh- shipped further away from their families. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about what's going on in San Francisco closing that facility? Well,
1: um, I think it's great. I think it's about time. I think that the leadership that's uh, helping to close down is other formerly incarcerated young women and trans women and gender nonconforming women from the Young Women's Freedom Center, and we are part of uh, supporting that work with the, with them. Like we we stand with them on in that in Oakland, and I feel like they're going to be able to create. Um, something that looks, you know, that's possible there so that we can do have it be something that may be possible to close down um, institutions that just cage young people. And I feel like um, there's so much we can do like people are creating so much opportunity they're reimagining uh, what's possible i i think we have to as a people like think of something better than a cage than a cell than a four by four like room that's isolating that that not takes away, healing. that's not healing that's everything against i mean you know i think um uh, there's definitely some some good people that um you know work in those facilities just like there's also people who've been trained to to just cage people you know and so i think that that's where the or the fight is and argument is around you know people are upset about you know maybe losing jobs and um closing down a facility but we have to reimagine our jobs if we're really about justice and we're about um, liberation then we all have we have to think about something better i want a world for my daughter where she if she gets in trouble She's not gonna be locked in it, locked in a cell. That she's gonna be loved on and supported like people are doing here in Juneteenth. That's why we're here today, building with each other, building community. We feel like that's an answer.
0: Yeah, we all make mistakes, especially when you're when we're young. Mm-hmm. And I don't think uh, being locked up is a place yeah. for healing or uh, actual real deterrent. Yeah. So I've been speaking with Marlene Sanchez for uh, from Canu. Communities United for Restorative Youth Justice—something I think we really need. Marlene Sanchez, thanks for joining us, and good luck working with uh, Restorative Youth Justice Communities United.
1: Yeah, we go by courage as well. Courage. I knew yeah. there was acronym you. there. Yeah, yes.
0: courage. Communities United for Restorative Youth Justice. Thank you very much.
1: Bye. Thank you.